Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the, kills me to say it, the season premiere of the yeah. Custard TV podcast. Luke, Gary, and Matt. Talking telly. On the Custard TV podcast. It's Luke, editor and runner of the site. Whiffing slightly of curry and chlorine. The two big C's in my life at the moment, big in my podcast life, are Gary in London. Good evening. Uh, I've been wearing some misfitting shoes and my feet hurt a little bit. And Matt in the uh, stereotypical north. Hey, up, up, part in that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it, and if you want to know why we haven't seen Gary in a while, he's been involved in some uh, lawsuits to do with all those toplets self. We can't, have, can't have really on the internet talk about. Oh right, your uh, iCloud being hacked and all that. Yeah, can't really talk about that. My lawyers are dead. Just, okay. just, just, that's all I can. Because a lot of people were excited when we announced that you were auditioning for the island. Well, a yeah, lot of people were like, <laughs> particularly, I think, you know. That's yeah. Uh, in fact, a few people said there's going to be a lot of dead animals on the island if. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just what do you mean? Two I islands, did, aren't they, this year? I, yeah. I mean, I like a, a, a male and a female one. In the which one would series. I be on? Well. Exactly, which one <laughs> yeah. would you rather be on? This is the new series of the Custard TV podcast, which means everything's exactly the same as it used to be. Uh, we're gonna do. I haven't um, been recast yet. What's going on? <laughs> You're being replaced by a younger person playing the same role. Yeah. A la Lucy oh, from Neighbours. No- yeah, we're going to do a minority role. Yes, a young Asian girl. Let's is just let's just place. not continue that because that can't end well with any joke. Well, are we season three now? Are we? Is this season three? Yes. I think so yeah. This, this is the scary one where somebody dies. At the oh end no! Of the <laughs> <laughs> I thought people, that had the end of series we've all one, received but, yeah. death threats. So who's it going to be? Yeah, oh, and they're really blood. We, we open the envelope at the end of the podcast. Uh, news, reviews, and previews. All about that there, telly box. Let's start with news and good our idea. resident newsman, Mr. Gary. Uh, good evening. Uh, yes, uh, James Corden, ITV's funny man. Well, okay, take those things lightly. Uh, is going to be taking over from. Oh, damn, I didn't write it down now. Started already. Craig Ferguson. Thank you. Uh, who currently hosts the CBS Late Late Show. Now, for those that aren't initiated, talk shows in America run every night, but quite late. And the Late Late Show mm-hmm. is the one that comes after the Late Show. Ironically, which is David, uh, Letterman, which is David Letterman, which is going to be Stephen. Do they just run up? Is there more lates? Is there a late late to late late? I believe late? there might well, be no, a, an early morning what, show. I don't know by the time do, they get round to it. you know what happens? I mean, I'm the only one of us who's lived in America. The True. late show is on, then the yeah. late late show, 
Then they repeat the late show and the late late show. So and at then, some point, well, the late, late and then show is, is it on coffee green hour with the latte show. So uh, Mr. Corden is going to be taking over the presenting now. Th- those that say, "Wow, this is a big move for him," let's remember that this show is probably around about midnight, and that Craig Ferguson. What time does it air, Luke? It's about midnight. Uh, isn't it? it midnight, is midnight. One yeah. yeah, I know. I know my American. Obviously, most of the people in America won't know who James Corden is. They didn't really know who Craig Ferguson. Yeah. <laughs> Was when he took over yeah. as well. well, they knew him so, from, a, from a comedy called The Drew Carey Show, which he appeared Yeah, on. but again, um, you know, I think I think America, BBC America showed the wrong sh- wrong trousers, whatever it was, or the wrong man's, or whatever. No, yeah, the wrong man's. Hulu, wasn't it? Or was that it on, was on Hulu? Yeah. Hulu. Uh, they did show Gavin and Stacey, of course, which almost uh, got a US remake. Um, but, I mean, this does surprise me. I, I have to say, you know I don't praise American stuff very often. I love Craig Parkinson. What he does with that show is fantastic. Craig Ferguson. James Co- oh, what did I say? Oh, you said Parkinson. You, you did what we commonly call this podcast as a <laughs> hey, Gary. Gary. Yeah. Well, he- <laughs> as the first <laughs> twist was- of the season, folks. Yes. <laughs> Changing roles. Parkinson is also a touch show host. Craig Ferguson did a great job and made the show his own. Yeah. I've not seen I've seen Corden on chat shows over here. I've not seen him host one. Um <laughs> My my problem was and, and and we'll come on to this when we review the, the wonderful celebrity squares. His his kind uh, of scripted banter is absolutely good and those shows are kind of uh, okay. You watch the guests if you know them, but they're kind of those. That opening monologue is kind of what makes the show, and the comedy bits. And I'm not sure it'll have to have good writers. I think it's equivalent in a way of one of us going over to host one of the like the Australian chat shows, not really knowing uh, properly who all their big celebrities are on their like mi- minor cable channels. I don't they, know how he's going to Dame Edgar Everidge, uh, yeah, a kangaroo Skippy, uh, yeah, Kylie. Steve Irwin. You know, yeah. <laughs> a kangaroo Skippy and Kylie. Yeah, uh, that's, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Indeed, new moving on. That's the panel for the Voice Australia. <laughs> <laughs> you don't so much turn their chair as jump around. Um, now, obviously, this weekend saw the turn of Strictly Come Dancing, the live launch, which we'll come on to a bit later. But um, in order to counter the fact that their first live show uh, will be on a Friday night, X Factor's boot camp has been moved to a Friday night. I, I believe there was quite a bit of Twitter activity with Mr. Cow saying he was very disappointed that Strictly chose to go right up against X Factor last Saturday. Um, Sunday. Kind of, uh, Sunday, sorry. No, it was Saturday. No, it was Sunday. You're quite right. There were two, two X Factors, sorry. Um, do you think this is the beginning of a bit of bitterness or is this just, you know, a bit a, a silly move yeah, and it will end up... Well, judging by the fact that the um, the ratings were on Sunday was won quite substantially by Strictly, I think it's a bit of a silly move if Simon Cowell wants us to watch boot camp. I just, I just think in general, nobody, nobody wants three nights of X Factor. And Don't particularly want are, two nights of X Factor. No. Even if you are going to watch X Factor and you're also a Strictly fan, Strictly wins because mm. you can watch Strictly yeah. live and then whiz through all the adverts on X Factor and make it like 26 minutes. Well, that's right. The, the, the height of Sky and mm. DVRs and, and even Plus One channels. I mean, you know, last Saturday, last Sunday night, I just watched X Factor on the Plus One channel and I think a lot of people did. And having the Strictly over two nights, they've done that for the last three or four years now, so it's not like yeah. a new thing. But that's it's only sort of... because they've got such a big you know, number of dancers at the beginning, haven't they? They've got 16 mm. or so. But they do it sort of have half on one night, half on another night, so you sort of, yeah. you, you're not sort of 
You don't want to miss anyone you're sort of particularly interested in seeing, I suppose. And it's the first time people dance, so you can see whether there's any particular talent that might get worked on. So, anyway, moving on. Channel 5, uh, who recently uh, were under control of Richard Desmond, have now been bought up by American technological giants Viacom. Uh, I don't haven't seen much press and much information about what this will mean. I assume well, it will mean a bit a bit less of Celebrity Big Brother and maybe a bit more of American imports or something. That I don't think they'd get rid of uh, Big Brother because no, it's I wonder one of their biggest ratings thing. I think if anything, they'll they'll sort of try and put maybe some more American names in there. I know we've had sort of. You know, Gary Busey's in there at the moment. I think they, well, they'll the, try the and put... That, the body that inherits Gary Busey's spirit is there. I don't think he's there. <laughs> if the ancient, he burial, the there ancient Indian burial ground that houses Gary Busey's <laughs> yeah. soul. Indeed. Busey that, man, that man doesn't have a soul. Don't be silly. Actually, I noticed as well that Channel 4 are going to be relaunching their 4OD content yes. and renaming it as 4All. Uh, oh, which is a good name. Yeah, it's I a like good that. name, yeah. but... I, I don't know whether it necessarily needs it. I thought 4OD is one of the better ones. It's not as good as iPlayer, but it's certainly better than ITV Player on, on 5 on demand. Demand 5. Demand 5, yes. <laughs> I demand 5. Demand it now. Um, there are five new Amazon pilots. Now, in order to make sure that I'm well prepared, I've watched them all, listeners. I've watched Yes, one. I have. Okay, which one did you oh, watch? I know. I'll talk about that one first. <laughs> Before, Go on then, I, this, I, before I knew we were going to talk about it and everything. Oh, I'll try and guess. Hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll try and guess which one you watched, yeah? Okay, go on. Go I on. think you watched Hand of God. No. Darn. Okay, well, Hand of God. <laughs> Hand of God is a psychological drama about a morally corrupt judge who suffers a nervous breakdown and believes that God is compelling him onto a path of vigilante justice. Rob Perlman. If Ron what, Perlman, why, yes. Why did, why did you think Matt had watched that one? Uh, because it was one of the better ones of the five, and I, uh, if the reviews I've read, and actually the most money have been spent on, I think I think Amazon are making a series of this regardless of what's said. Because, in my opinion, they've thrown an awful lot of money. This was almost film-quality production. And Ron Perlman is a big name. You know, the Sons of Anarchy series is finishing. I don't, I don't know if he's in the later series, but... Um, I think and there was a lot of good actors in there. There was a guy from The Wire uh, in there as well. Um, and the woman whose name escapes me was also in a recent series. <laughs> I know. I didn't look it up. <laughs> Hand of God was quite good. It was a little strange. Um, it, it, it had a few plot holes, but overall well acted. And as I say, they spent an awful lot of money on the production. They made it look really good. All right, I want to guess. Did you go for a comedy or a drama? Comedy, yes. Yeah, comedy. Okay. Did you go for Red Oaks? I did go for Red Oaks. Ah, well done. This, Why, Matt? This Why is the best of the five. Because it was yeah, 28 minutes long. No, uh, well, I'll just say it's created by Steven Soderbergh, and uh, I really like uh, Craig Roberts, who's in the lead role, who was yeah. uh, a young Welsh actor who was in the film Submarine, and Luke, you might remember him from Skins, the, the Effie one. He was like the young stockbroker. Oh, yeah. yeah, and this yeah, is all I set around. This is all set around a um, country club in the 1980s. And There's quite, lots of 80s references lots in of the 80s, air. Great. But not too... No, I, I didn't find it was too heavy on the 80s references. No, it, it, it was solely not... rely on being set in the 80s. Yeah, it, though, it, it didn't Je make that its moniker, I suppose. I, I think their little hint to it was the fact that Jennifer Grey from Dirty Dancing plays the mum in it. Um, Gosh, I hadn't picked up on that. Yeah, uh, but no, I thought it was an easy watch... 
you know, yeah. quite a few good jokes, and and uh, you know, I was invested in the lead character, but at the same time, I'm not sure how far yeah. they can take the lead story. I have to admit, I, it wasn't like laugh out loud funny. There were there weren't many kind of hugely comedic moments, but you found yourself chuckling at little it's bits. It's sort of like a, in the vein of sort of a Californication or a Weeds or something like that, yeah. suppose, isn't it? I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Weeds, and I quite liked Red Oak, so... Okay. The bad comedies. Uh, first, The Cosmopolitan, a, dra- a dramatic comedy, that means no laughs, about a group of young American expats in Paris searching for love and friendship. Uh, avoid, I lasted ten minutes. Uh, another comedy which only lasted ten minutes of was Really, which was like a family comedy, very really? similar to like Parenthood. I didn't realise they were naming it after the uh, the UK TV mm. channel. It says it they, should, they should air it on oh, really on, on, on really. Well, yeah, really should that blow people's mind. That really, <laughs> it's a funny. I query that. Honest again, behind the curtain look at psychological and emotional complexities of marriage. And the charge dynamics, and I'm bored reading this myself. The fifth one is Hysteria, which is, a, a, again, another supernatural or psychological one starring Mina Saravi. It's a little bit different. <laughs> it starts... Yeah, Saravi, her name yeah. is Saravi. <laughs> um, now, she plays a doctor who investigates something in her hometown that she used to be involved in. And it's to do with social media. It's it's transmitted via viral messaging rather than through you know human contact like you know any other sort of viruses. It's okay, but it's a bit clunky. And the plot, I mean, this is one of these ones that if Luke watched it, he'd go, "The dialogue is terrible," and it was. So, oh, so if, right, if one were to go to series, which would you prefer it to be? Would it be Hand of God? I, I think Hand of God. If if I was to choose two, Hand of God and Red Oaks. I enjoyed Red Oaks as well. So a couple of more quick things before I hand over. Uh, Channel 5 are going to be showing the American show Gotham, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, I don't know whether that's part of the Viacom deal. Who knows? Probably not because it was taken before. A couple of renewals. No. <laughs> uh, BBC Siblings uh, has been renewed oh, for a second series. Yeah. Have either of you watched it? I must admit I haven't. Yes, yes. I, Luke didn't yeah. like it, I don't think. I didn't. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, there's a second series of The Jump, Jump a Further or why? something, I don't why? know. Well, why? Yeah, why? The, know. it was such a disaster the first time around, this is a well, celebrity uh, skiing thing. Also, there's no there's no Winter Games to yeah, play, exactly. which at least there was last time. So Sometimes I think when things are such big disasters like that, the channels also almost feel like recommissioning it like just to splash. say, no, we believe yeah. in it, we believe in it, so we're going to give it There'll be a second more. series of Tumble then. Oh, God help us all. <laughs> uh, also coming back is George Gently, uh, which my dad likes, so he'll, he'll be happy with that. Hi, Dad. A uh, couple Hi, of new dad. shows. BBC Two have ordered uh, an Ian Banks novel, Stonemouth. I don't know a lot about this, but I know well, Ian Banks... an adaptation of it. Not just well, an he's not no, it's, 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 like, it's like Jack and Paul. <laughs> Ian Banks is just going to sit there and read the novel. Over yeah. to Luke for the reviews. Start with something that Matt and I are still as excited about this year as we were last. The educating series moved. This time to the East End, we've already spoken to Mr. Bisfam, you can listen to that podcast or read the review if uh, your eyes would rather do the work than your ears. Um, I was sceptical about educating because Educating Orchestra is still so fresh in my mind, it's like it was on yesterday, I enjoyed it so much. I thought Educating the East End has come round rather quickly, but as a piece of documentary making, it is still up there as one of my favourite series of the year. We've got 900 pupils, bags and bags of potential, but not a lot of self-belief. So, I can't do it. Yes, you can. Right, come on, let's do today. Every child in this school deserves to succeed. Are you excited? And our job 
is to make sure we get it right for every single one of them. But when you're dealing with teenagers, life's never straightforward. Come on, sweetie, don't cry. I want to know what it is that's troubling you so much. We filmed over the year to find out what life is really like in our secondary schools. If we can't get to a point where you can understand why your behaviour was wrong, I'll have to exclude you. For the teachers... Guys, guys, in all seriousness, I am having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> I love you, miss. <laughs> and the kids. Can I bring a pillow into the exam? No. At the very start of adult life. It's Bantar. I know it's only Bantar. This is the time for work hard. Do you have any misgivings about this? Do you feel like they've done it three times now and three right. times is too many? Right, as or I like said to you, I think this, this feels different to Educating Yorkshire. I think having like a female-led school, you know, they've got a female head and a female deputy, I think gives it a, a different air. They have, I mean, it, it seems a lot dedicated to sort of the emotional well-being of the students as well. I, I got the impression that that's sort of what they're sort of focusing on in the first episode and in tonight's episode as well. I do worry slightly that because, I mean, 24 Hours in A&E is another long-running Channel 4 mm. show I enjoy. However, these last few series, for me, have sort of but run out they, of steam. They right? move, they've stayed at the same hospital, haven't they? Where mm. Now they're moving hospitals, aren't they, in 24 Hours? Well, as I say, is there, is there a fear that it could end up like 24 Hours in A&E? Well, that's my fear, that they yeah. just keep going to different schools, mm. and well, although there's different people at each Over school. a shorter space of time as well, haven't they? They've done this, I think, over... The last one was about 13, 14 weeks. This was seven weeks, I think. Mm. But it is re it is an enjoyable watch. The oh, definitely. Whiz, De whiz by for me. Yeah. I was I was as you, to use your phrase. I was completely uh, um, I, invested I, I, in. I everybody. mean, I went to the screening of this and actually watched it at the actual school, which was quite quite a quite a little treat. I didn't feel as if I was watching. I mean, to a certain extent, it's similar because mm. you got teachers and you got kids. Yeah. But I d I don't care. Uh, this uh, based solely on this episode. As a piece of documentary making and a piece of television, I found it really enjoyable. So, and I just hope so it there. sticks that way. So <laughs> there, in your face, in your face, previous thoughts of me. Previous Luke. Um, yeah, <laughs> Luke from last season. In your face, Luke from last season. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of things that have outstayed their welcome, uh, The X Factor returned to substantial ratings on Saturday and low ratings on Sunday. Uh, what was new about it? Well, I suppose Mel... No, there was nothing new about it. Simon Cowell and Cheryl Quirk Cole, oh, oh. or whatever her surname <laughs> is now, are back uh, alongside Mel B, who I was going to say was the new addition back, because she's been well, on she's, the Well, she's before. never been a permanent judge. She's only been a temporary I, judge. I feel like I'm so cynical about this now that... All I do is sit there and, and and get wound up by it. No, I'm this. I'm and I mean, if you've read what I've written on the website, then then you'll agree. Well, first of all, it was sort of Simon Cowell thinking, oh, if I come back and we bring Cheryl back, I think Mel B almost seemed like an afterthought when she'd been cast. It was just like you know, because she does several of his other shows. Uh, and what, and what I, I, I think as well, you notice that occasionally the fans come in and they're very Cheryl obsessed. Yeah, and she but gets a little bit annoyed. Basing it solely on two people, I think it, it, it seemed a bit 
much, and then you you realise Simon Cowell for me. I just think he takes these these shows way way too seriously. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be to be honest, that the, the most interesting part about the first couple of weeks that I've seen, a there's still a bit of talent out there. Obviously, there's still the care in the community uh, in, at place. But equally, there was that tension between Louis and, and Simon. You know, when the previous con- uh, but that felt that so Louis contrived, and it, it was did. edited and, but that to was, it was, that was uncomfortable. To the moon. So, firstly, this fe- it feels like they're taking it far too seriously for a Saturday night entertainment program. Yeah. Secondly, that first show had at least two contestants who've had sort of previous exposure. That the Army chap or Navy or whatever he's from has released yeah, an album two years yeah. ago, and the posh girl was on some modelling show and had actually auditioned for X Factor a few years ago as well. But, like with Paddy and Nico when we said that Britain's Got Talent, it's it's not that they've had previous experience, it's the fact that they don't tell us, it's the fact they're presenting these as people who've just walked off the street to audition rather than have been sort of recruited, asked to perform, whereas something like The Voice does tell you beforehand that, yeah, these people are yeah, Brit players and- but have had you know previous exposure before have been signed to record deals it didn't work out and i think if if they did that on the x factor then then it'd you know it'd at least feel a little bit more honest i love actually i'm gonna say something that i didn't expect to say having heard your opinions i quite like cowl actually and i liked having him back. i don't mind cowl i just don't like how what, he's take how he takes the program so seriously. what i didn't like was just how there's all the same cliches mm. year after year. We yeah. sit there, we, we got the music in the background. Gerald's the sings, families. Gerald's solo tear that she just rolls out on, just on cue. Yeah. And I, I think it's a shame for Mel B as well, because having watched her on America's Got Talent, I think Mel B is a decent you know, reality she's a TV talent. And she's got character to her that they're not showing, because they're focusing no. on Simon Sheridan. I, I've noticed that this year, in this section, there's a lot more agreement. There's either Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The four yeses or four noes. I've seen mm. very few two yeses, two noes, and other options. I wonder whether they're saving that for the live, you know, for the big audience participation. You know, when they get an audience in front of them, some of them are going to crumble and they're going to go, we need to take a chance or whatever. But I've noticed that that's, that's very much the case in these auditions. It's either yes, last year, yes or no. Last year, it was... Uh, Saturday night was room audition. Sunday night was mm. live arena edition. This yeah. year they've done all the uh, all the audition rooms, and now we're we're on to the, the arenas. arenas got, yeah. I mean, have they shot themselves in the foot 
by doing that because everybody likes those embarrassing auditions uh, at this stage, don't they? Even now, I think they should. I don't know why on. they have to do the room then the arena. I don't know why they just no. don't stay in the room and then just do boot camp. Uh, but boot camp, as Gary mentioned, will be on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, clashing with the first Strictly. Uh, speaking of that, that was on Sunday night. It was the first time audiences got a glimpse of the new lineup, which is very uh, one for the kids, let's say. And uh, also the new presenting team of Claudia Winkleman and Tess Daly, although Bruce Forsyth was oh. in attendance. In a very Bruce. racist opening segment, I thought. Go on, yeah. go on. What, where, what, where, all, where all the sort of Russian dancers were playing in the snow. Yeah. Uh, Bruno no, 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 Torlio- it's, not, it's not racist, it's xenophobic. Bruno Torleone was a butler. Oh no, he was yeah. a footman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if he's not going to be involved in the show, which, although we did say he's doing the Christmas special and the children in need, mm. why didn't the opening segment feature on Claudia and Tess? Both They're them. the ones that are going to be presenting the show. Bruce, you know, if Bruce is retiring, it's sort of BBC like a handover, can make him a... I think. It felt yeah, like but... a handover to, to them. Yeah. Okay, uh, also, what we didn't mention in the news is that a part of... Uh, the aforementioned Children in Need, the BBC have today, uh, of day of recording, announced there will be a new series called The People Strictly, which will see uh, ordinary members of the public uh, dance with the Strictly professionals in a competition. Which again, if he doesn't get on the island, he's on The People Strictly. Um, I'm going to cha-cha-cha my way in. With Ola. People will know I'm not a Strictly (laughs) fan, and I'm growing tired of the X Factor are you growing tired of Strictly, or does it have a different I, charm? I think, um, like I was saying before with X Factor, I don't think Strictly takes itself too seriously, and I think that's the yeah. the draw of it. It's just a show about people dancing, and there's something very simple about that. And, you know, it's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch the bad ones, you know, maybe yeah. not progress. The ones who are okay progress across the weeks. You know, it's just, and it, you know, you've got the costumes, the judges. It's all a bit of pantomime, almost in a way. Uh, but obviously, the lineup isn't, as, yeah, isn't as strong as it has been in previous years. But I don't think that matters all that much, especially if you're a, a big fan anyway. I think you're going to watch it regardless. I and think there's good names, and I think, I think again that they, they've been clever. Caroline Flack is a clever move. You know, someone who was on the X Factor extra program, sneaking the her into factor. it. Yeah, and and I think I think you know it's a good idea to steal that and, and it's a little you know little thumb up to Simon Cowell and stuff like that. Yeah, but I think the only sort of dud to me is Mark Wright. I've got no idea why they've they've put oh, someone from. Yeah. I think purely to me, it seems like they wanted Michelle Keegan, and the only way to get her was put her in the audience because she's yeah. obviously Mark Wright's partner, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, from just people dancing to just people baking, uh, the Great British Bake Off is a huge success for the BBC and yeah. uh, you can't blame BBC One for bringing it over from two. The ratings have grown and grown. As much as I enjoy this, and I do, we all enjoy this as a family, I, I can't put my finger on quite why. I still don't understand quite why I enjoy it It's as much just as I nice. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's Mel and Sue, they're great. Um, the, 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 the kind of the... the, 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 the Judging is pretty good. Paul Hollywood's quite the the kind of nasty Simon Cowlisk, but you know Mary Berry's the nicer, older woman. You know, quite kind. Quite <laughs> if I edit that, that's going to sound quite good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you surely will. And Gary, do you catchphrase? I bloody love cake. 
There you go. Um, there you go. We do need to talk about the biggest controversy in Bake Off history. Uh, ice Cream yes. Gate. Ice Cream oh, Gate. Oh, I'm so Basically, over for Ice Cream Gate. I know. It's, it's no longer really a gate, is it? But, but I do feel like this is something where Twitter and TV... Are, yeah. a, are a fantastic combination. Mm. Had this happened pre-Twitter or pre-2014, sort of 2014, Ice Cream Gate wouldn't have been a gate. It would have been a woman leaving a guy's ice cream out a little a bit too seconds. long. Yeah. Uh, Twitter made it explode uh, like a big ice cream the bomb. The BBC <laughs> were very clever with the way they did this. And, yeah. And but yeah, the Great British Bake Off, there's nothing we can say about this other than it is... Bizarrely addictive t- TV. Who do you think uh, will we win? Have... They've got six left. Who do you think will win? Nancy. Nancy. Uh, I, I really like Martha. Yeah, I, really I was going to say I Martha. Did... Martha's a I bit like the she's... one last year, though. You know, young. Ruby. 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 Yeah. yeah, but I didn't like Ruby. She was a bit. Yeah. Martha's got win, more sort of personality to her. She's got a bit more, you know, grit to her. Ruby always just seemed to break down in tears every five minutes and was just a like bit think... wet. Despite saying I don't know why I enjoy it, I think partly it's because, as you say, it's nice, and the contestants yeah. are so nice. Yeah. There's nobody yeah. on there who you could dislike. There's no backstabbing. Apart from Diana when There's she's... Well, even then, I It's nice people uh, who, who want to bake, who, who are doing good, and who genuinely yeah. get on with one another. You know, it's... It's, 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 a, it's a good hour's watch. It's... it's yeah. Pure wholesome entertainment that encourages obesity. And, and if and we I'm haven't said it before, <laughs> we haven't said it before. Mel and Sue are the best duo presenting on television, better than Ant and Deck at the moment. Uh, now on to something that I'm not a fan of, but that's just my personal preference. Well, Peter com- Capaldi. Here took comes a controversial Matt comment. Smith. Uh, Matt Smith has left Doctor Who, meaning Malcolm Tucker has uh, space to take over the Doctor Who universe. Uh, I will ask you each individually, uh, Capaldi at this early stage, how do you feel about Tim Gary? Disappointing. I have and to Matt, admit... How do, you, how do you feel? Do I you thought I, I quite like him, actually. Um, okay, why do, you, why do you find him disappointing? Then, because it. I think I had built up this idea of an older Doctor and a darker Doctor, and actually... Mm. The first episode was the very standard post-regeneration, I don't really know who well, I have am, They have to chaos. do that, I suppose. Yeah. They have the second episode was a very bland Dalek one that, again, didn't really give me anything in Daleks I hadn't seen before. Oh, we're going inside one. How very how very Ooh. 70s. Um, and even this third episode, the Robin Hood one, though it was the best of the three, again, it was the very standard, we're going to go back to a moment in history. Yeah, it I, I, I kind of feel like the writing might be letting yeah. him down. I don't, I, I think, yeah, I agree with you on sort of the episodes, but I think in terms of Capaldi, I think he's done a good job, sort of, ad- he's, he's certainly different from, I thought Tennant and Smith were very sort of samey in their portrayals. Like obviously, yeah. being an older man, Capaldi has to play it slightly differently. But I think he sort of combines the darkness of the character with the sort of jovial elements quite well. I think we especially saw that in the third episode, his sort of more comic side in the stuff with Robin Hood. Yeah. And, and this episode coming up as well, I think, looks to be... Judging from that trailer we had, very, very good. Very, you know, it looks like one of those episodes that probably will go down as the one, yeah, the best will. one of the series. Sort of. I'm not happy with the Clara sidekick now. Again, it feels wrong. It feels a bit weird. Oh, I, I like all the way they Yeah, respectfully disagree with my colleague. Um, oh, off because, you go. Because I haven't liked her at all, Clara. I think she's just been a bit. 
since she became a main character, you know, I liked her when she yeah. was in a Dalek and when she was a Victorian nanny. But that now she's sort of, you know, just this thing, you know, her role in the last bit was just to fancy Matt Smith a bit. And I think I like the dynamic. It's sort of almost like a father-daughter dynamic now rather than anything else. Um, I, need, I need to see a few more episodes. Yeah, I think and I think they've actually given her something to do now. You know, they've given her a role as a teacher. They've given her, like, a love interest who's a soldier. And you know that the Doctor's going to have problems if their relationship progresses. Yeah. And I think it's a good, I think it's a good mixture. I like it now. And I, I think... They've given her a purpose, which I don't think she had. And the one, the one plot line that I do like, I like this idea of this character Missy that you know nothing about, mm. and it's just been thrown in there, and now yeah. everybody in the Michelle Gomez, yeah, everybody in the Hooniverse, as it's called, is now trying to work out who she is, and people have done maps of the fact that the garden looks exactly like the TARDIS from the inside, and oh things God. like that. And yeah, I know, I've seen some amazing. And theory. I wonder why people like Luke think Doctor Who's a bit for nerds. Get the latest TV news. Direct from thecustardtv.com. I've had an argument with the schedulers uh, on Twitter, and I'll have an argument with the schedulers now. Uh, Nine o'clock on Wednesday sees Arzu, a very sedate drama uh, starring Lee Ingleby of the aforementioned Inspector George Gently, uh, Liz Smith of uh, Line of Duty series, and Reed. Not Liz Smith. God, Liz Smith. I'd love it if Liz Smith was in it. Uh, Anne Reed of uh, Last Tango in Halifax. Uh, Ralph Little's in it. He was in the Royal Family. And Ralph Little, there you go. But I just, <laughs> I, as much, I mean, this is fair enough. It's a bit too calm, sedate, and gentle for my taste. Mm. Uh, but all in all, it's in the wrong place. I think place. The, and the best actors in it are the animals, though. I, I think the reason that... it's in the wrong place is because they're terrified to put it up against Downton Abbey. But they, which is well, I, I would put it. And they want, they want, the, po- would, they want yeah. the post-Bake Off audience. I, yeah, I would exactly. put it on at eight o'clock on a on a um, Sunday, and then it'd go against the blooming X Factor result show. I will say this: this autumn so far, we're only early on. It's been very little. Only the eleventh of September, me. Luke. Jesus. Reminiscent, exactly. reminiscent of of January twenty thirteen. Yeah. Uh, I'll zoom, <laughs> not for that. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of something that is absolutely not for. Well, certainly not for me and Matt. I mean, I loathe this with everything I own. Oh, I got I uh, got I'd... bashed on Twitter by some angry Rishi Smith fans. Yeah. Uh, Chasing Shadows is a new four-part drama centred around a team who search for missing people. It stars uh, Rishi Smith of The Widower in- and Inside Number Nine, Alex Kingston, who was in Doctor Who a few series ago, and Noel Clark, who was in Doctor Who, I believe, a few years ago. Um, and it is quite simply one of the worst ITV dramas and, I have seen in uh, recent memory. It's trying to be. I mean, their their central character played by Rishi Smith, whose name is Sean something, um, and he's they're trying to make him like a sort he's of playing Saga Sheldon Nor- Cooper. Yeah, well, it's sort of yeah. monk, a bit of Saga Norrin from the bridge. You know, this brilliant detective who rubs people up the wrong way, doesn't get on with anyone, but they never. One there's thing, also a little they... bit of Waking the Dead in this as yeah, well. There's a little there's... bit of that team dynamic with a, you, with a Have very you watched it, Gary? Sleep. I've seen the first episode. I shall be watching this. What did you think? Uh, it's very, very formulaic. I mean, okay, the bit, the serial killer bit made me slightly interested, but 
no, no, nothing in that grabbed me at all. I, and I, I, mean, and I think, the, as the, you said, no identification with the lead character. At yeah, all. yeah, I, I think he's alienating rather than charming, which is what even yeah. with Saga Noren, you, you can see she's trying to integrate. She's trying her best. We said about BBC One's in the club that it was drama by numbers. Chasing Shadows is is crime drama by numbers. Mm. It has every cliche yeah. in the book. It's just what was terrible. that ITV show a few years ago that was started? Identity. Identity. Oh, well done. <laughs> well done, Amazing. That exactly. Identity. Identity. Identity had a great cast, a great idea. Totally dull. It was Keely Hawes and the yeah. mayor of Baltimore out of the wire and Peter Baelish from Game of Thrones. Aiden Gillen. Aiden, Aiden Gillen. Gillen. And and it was it was it was ITV drama by numbers, and I remember saying at the time. Yeah. So, I've, I've got to talk about celebrity squares. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, go on. Uh, this was terrible. Uh, I, I had high expectations. I have fond memories of, of, uh, of Celebrity Squares from the 80s and the late 70s. Uh, this was awful. James Corden is the sort of the central character in the middle of the square. Only in he's... the first episode. Oh, is it only in the first episode? Yeah, yeah. yeah the is, only people they're entertaining throughout the series are Joe Wilkinson and Tim Vine. They're, right, the oh, okay. they're the two because a lot of the other celebrities were very bad Center Square is famously the, the biggest star they get in that week isn't it yeah that's right and, and I think they Dame, Ed- with... Dame Edna Everidge oh, is going to be in there Jonathan Ross is going to be in there Okay. Keith Lemon's going to be in there. I'm not joking, it's true. Bradley Walsh will be, because I saw it on Come On Down the Game Show story. Who has Keith Lemon got pictures of? I kid you not, that man must have something. Keith Lemon, probably. Well, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no, it was awful. Avoid. Bad game show. Too long. Warwick Davis Davis was alright. He was funny at times, but... The first game went to a draw, and they kind of didn't know what to do with it, and that tells you what they did, what yeah. was going on with the show. It's not—I know it's only noughts and crosses, but they could have glitzed it up a bit, and they didn't. The banter was terrible. Um, the Secrets was a new, or is a new, five-part drama um, from the minds behind the god-awful True Love, which you may remember uh, back Gosh, in yeah. 2012. Which was that David? Was that David Tennant and, and Among Billy Piper? Yeah, and Dave Morrissey and Jane Horrocks. Oh yeah, that's right. Lacey Turner and a lot of people. Um, But again, I just I failed to see. I only watched the Olivia Coleman, Alison Stedman one. Did you watch any of the others? I try. I just I didn't see the point. I don't think. I want to go back and watch Sarah Solmani's one because she wrote that as well, didn't she? But I think half an hour is not enough time no, to tell I mean, a drama story. No, I mean, this is basically, story. I know you set this up, Luke, but it's basically five separate dramas, each based around the secret. The first one that me and Luke both watched centred around uh, Olivia Coleman's vet, who, whose mother, played by Alison Stedman, basically asked her to help her to die because she was, you know, in the early stages of a uh, terrible cancer that, you know, she could eventually mm. die from. But, yeah, you say, like, 28 minutes isn't enough time to deal with, like, a massive subject like assisted suicide even though I thought the performance in it performances in it were absolutely brilliant and you know I like my stripped back drama and mm. realism and all that yeah. but because it was so stripped back mm. it just it didn't feel real I oh I I, I disagree with that I thought I thought it did feel real and I liked the performances but I just feel He's going having some sort of I just feel like it it wasn't what? um it wasn't long enough I think 45 minutes or an hour would have been ample time Let's whip through these old I'm previews. certainly not having okay. a stroke before you make that joke. 9 o'clock Monday, ITV, Scylla, three parts. Scylla? Starring uh, Sheridan Smith, Scylla Black, written by Jeff Pope, 
Uh, I really enjoyed this mainly because of Sheridan Smith singing all the you know singing all the songs herself live. I thought that was a really good sort of gimmick for it. Luke wasn't thrilled by the first no, episode, can, but can I think this isn't yeah. really controversial. I found I found all the voices in it, uh, all the accents and stuff, really annoying and grating. Well, Liverpool. Smith, I, I, even on the I've been to Liverpool. Liverpool. I right love back. Liverpool. But Sheridan Smith even annoyed me slightly. In yeah, this. I, I just, think I watch all three. I I watched all three together at the screening. I think if you watch them maybe as a whole, I think maybe mm. it would be better because the third Perhaps episode, it would have you know. been better as like an hour and a half. I would off. say yes as a sort of standalone film. Also, uh, E4, Ten O'clock Monday, Glue. This is their new sort of drama, teen drama, sort of uh, Skins meets Broadchurch has been sort of touted at. With if it things. is anything like that, I'm going to love it. Yeah, uh, it has got an impressive uh, young cast. It's come from Jack Thorne, who did The Fades that I really enjoyed. And ah, right. Skins. He's got one of, one of the Rizzle Kicks. One of the Rizzle Kicks is in it, and there's a couple of other familiar faces as well. Tuesday the 16th, uh, 9 o'clock on Sky Atlantic, The Leftovers, which is an American show, so I'll hand over to Gary. Brilliant series. Uh, on a day, 2% of the world's population disappears with no explanation, and they start to come back. It's a reimagining re- of the return. It's not exactly okay. the same like the one they're doing on, on watch at the moment, but it's very, very good, very dark, and they don't explain anything, which I love. Uh, also, Tuesday, 10 o'clock, BBC Three is the third series of Bad Education, I believe. Oh, um, yes, of course, yes. Well done. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Jack Whitehall's school sitcom returns. Are we Are we going to look forward to it, guys? Are we I, watched, I watched the first yeah. one. I've got to say I'm a little bit... I've sort of been there, done that. With okay. It now. I have to uh, Wednesday, the seventeenth next week is Legends on Sky One at ten o'clock. Uh, American show starring Sean Bean. Uh, Legend is to do with the CIA, where you take on a different persona. Uh, I've only seen ten minutes of the first episode, so I'm looking to see a bit more when it comes out on Sky One. And Looks okay. Also, Sean Bean's quite good in it. And also the Strain, which is on Watch at ten o'clock. Indeed, uh, another American show, another mid-season replacement. Um, very strange sci-fi psychological drama, reminiscent of, a, of an episode of the, of, of the a bad episode of the X Files. And I believe Sunday, this Sunday coming as well, Sunday night at the London Palladium. Uh, if you want to get in touch and air your views to any of us, you are more than welcome. I will give you Gary's personal email address. No. Um, <laughs> you I, or follow, or uh, if you and if well, you email it, me, I'll give you Luke's mobile number. Well, okay. I <laughs> think everyone's got, everyone's got Gary's number because they hacked into his account. Did you not hear the? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, yeah. Talk about that, the lawyers. You can follow me on Twitter if you wish. It's at Luke Custom TV. Uh, you can hack my iCloud uh, or by following my Twitter at, at the Gary Show. Uh, and I'm at Matt's TV Bite. We'd love to hear from you uh, throughout the week. Let us know what you enjoy about the podcast. Let us know what you enjoy on telly. And uh, we might even give you a cheeky mention. Don't tell us what you don't like about the podcast. Leave that for no. another time. Yeah. Oh, leave that. Gary, Gary, enjoy. quickly. Anything on postcards from the Eels? No, I'm saving postcards from the Eels for the second episode of the new oh, season. Okay. There's a cliffhanger. cliffhanger. That back. <laughs> Gotta bring them back in. Gotta bring them back in. And no more stories about Mrs. McNamara at the moment, so that'll probably be episode oh. three. Subscribe to this very podcast on iTunes. Uh, drop us a like on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash. We're, we're doing well TV. on Facebook. 119. 119. Look at that. And now, all uh, this yeah. has been leading up to the crescendo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Climb you do it. Well, let's not call it that. Uh, 
It's the oh, third dear, series of six box being talked about again. No. Second series? Second series, well. <laughs> the first series was so, so memorable, I thought it was in two parts. So, uh, <laughs> the sex and the box. Now, I was trying to think of musical genres which perhaps have been left behind on this podcast, and uh, the one that sort of hit me was uh, the reggae. <laughs> And uh, oh, no. what I thought I'd do is uh, is uh, bring you back down to earth with a little little Eddie Grant. So, uh, Matt, if you can count me in. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh, no, we're going to rock down to Electric Avenue. And then we'll take it higher, higher, higher. Oh, no, we're going to rock down to Electric Avenue. And then we'll take it higher. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. There goes that minority audience. Very hard to do that without doing the Jamaican accent. I'm just saying. It's not it's not a it's not a racist thing, it's just how it came out. Download this podcast from the custardtv.com. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West. Close to perfect. Far from normal.